When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 257. How to cope with being managed by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. Hello, hello, and welcome to Optimal Living Daily. I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator. This is where I read to you so that you don't have to sit down in front of a glowing screen even more. And if you're new here, I read from blogs mostly, but occasionally books. And today I'm reading from Colin Wright, the minimalist who moves to a new country every four months, taking all his belongings with him. So usually on Mondays, I do Minimalist Mondays, where I read from a popular minimalist author. And I was going to read something from Colin on that day, but I had two special episodes where I read my own content that I guest posted on a popular blog that I actually read from here. So I pushed Colin to today's episode and picked one that isn't really about minimalism. So with that, let's jump right in and start optimizing your life. How to Cope with Being Managed by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com As someone who has worked as a designer for many different companies under many different bosses, I know firsthand that there are pros and cons to every manager, and unfortunately, in many cases, the cons will outweigh the pros. I've had managers that were effective and pleasant to work with, giving me goals and guidelines and letting me go crazy, using my natural talents and highly trained skills to get the most out of a project. In other cases, many I'm afraid, Managers have been the bane of the project, insisting on sticking their nose into every aspect of a job, including more or less guiding my hand as I design. I can't tell you how many times I almost stood up and told them to just take the mouse and do it themselves. Why did they need me as a middleman when they clearly knew exactly how to design something, what with their colorblindness, two years of business classes at a technical college, and a penchant for, quote, beautiful fonts like Comic Sans, unquote. Of course they know my business better than I do, but I digress. Being managed is a fact of life for most in any field, and if you don't find a way to survive the frustrating periods of your career, it's unlikely you'll ever slip-slide your way to the top where you'll be able to end the cycle of bad management creating more bad management. One thing that I have found useful in the effort to peacefully coexist with my managers is to make clear from the beginning that you are not intending to step on any toes or steal any glory, but rather aiming to do the best work that you can, implying without saying that you doing so will make them look good. Flaunt your expertise without going out and saying, I am the Mac Daddy of hand-woven placemats. Instead, if your manager asks you to do something that would negatively impact a product or company, simply tell them, quote, Sir slash Madam, I was doing it this way because the integrity of the placemat structure is based on the number of overlaps, 
And this weaving method is the new hotness in the placemat industry as it creates particularly effective overlaps, unquote. Aces. Allow them to absorb. Don't defend yourself unless asked to. Let them come to their own conclusions, which, if you have your facts straight, should be the conclusions you just gave them. If all goes well, this should lead to more autonomy for you because they can be sure that there's little chance of you screwing up if they aren't constantly coming over to your desk or cubicle or station and interrupting your flow. A nice overarching rule to keep in mind when you come into conflict with your manager, they have goals, and if you help them meet those goals, you'll be in a great position. Whereas if you seem to be standing in the way of their coveted promotion and company car, you'd better watch your back, fella. For example, if your immediate superior asks you to use a different script on sales calls, even when you know the method they are asking you to use is bunk, they're still trying to help you meet your monthly sales goal, which in turn will help them meet their goals. Figure out a way to help them help you and there'll be a lot less conflict, yelling, and stress in your workplace. Something that I've come to realize after spending a lot of time managing others is that managing is not difficult, but many people who do it treat it like it is. They may feel like they aren't up to the task. If they don't overcompensate for their perceived shortcomings, they will fail. Or they might feel that they aren't getting their due, which they then take out on those they manage. Whatever the reason, power trip, inferiority complex, or a simple lack of skill, there are some really terrible managers out there, and in some cases, the only solution will be to file a formal complaint with their superior or quit. Depending on your field, it may or may not be an easy thing to transition into freelancing or to find a comparable or better job with another company. But one thing is certain. If you are miserable going to work every day, that is a large percentage of your life that is being flushed down the toilet that you'll never get back. We are not living during the Industrial Revolution. These are the days when individuals, not faceless cogs in the machine, are the ones raking in the big bucks. More and more, you will find that the really successful people of today are able to maintain their individuality because they love what they do and refuse to compromise. If you are not fulfilled because of your manager or your job, it's time to seriously rethink your priorities. Don't worry, I won't come harass you every 15 minutes until you make a decision, though you should let me know what you decide in proper TPS report format. Update, April 24th, 2016. I still hate being managed. In fact, I find myself almost immediately resenting people who try to manage me and go out of my way to avoid that situation because it's typically an unfair resentment. In terms of being happier with life, I avoid both being managed and managing, in fact. I don't like the dynamic it creates and I prefer to work with people, to have the shared understanding that they know their business and I know mine. And we can get to the best possible results if we both do what we do best, rather than one trying to lord over the other. This wouldn't be possible in some more conventional industries, but I'm almost certain it's influenced the career trajectory I've taken over the years. You just listened to the post titled How to Cope with Being Managed by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. I like that he's been updating his posts recently. That's not something I've seen a lot of, but it's a great idea. Before we go, just a reminder that this is one of three podcasts. And if you like the premise of this show, it's definitely worth checking out my other two, Optimal Finance Daily and Optimal Health Daily. That second one being hosted by my brother, who is a doctor. So not only does he read you great health content, but he also takes questions from you every Friday. It's really cool. You can search for that one, Optimal Health Daily and Optimal Finance Daily, wherever you're listening to this show. And that's it for today. Have a great Tuesday and I will catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. 
Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.